0: Are talking about the biggest stories of 2019, and we're pressing them through the lens of Scripture. If you missed any of these previous broadcasts, we, we talked about uh, Joshua Harris uh, saying he was no longer a Christian. We talked about Kanye West uh, claiming to be a Christian for the first time being born again. We talked about uh, the United Methodist, United Methodist Church, uh, how they voted to uphold traditional marriage. And then recently in this last couple of weeks, they talked about this division that was taking place. And we talked about many other stories that uh, touched on church and culture in 2019. If you missed any of those broadcasts, just subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. Now today, we are talking, I think, about the biggest story of 2019. Um, It was the story that was quietly and persistently working behind the scenes. And really, I think it is the biggest story every year. Uh, for nearly 2,000 years. And we see the beginning of this story in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. We read this. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But Jesus said to them, There's the story of 2019 that once again the gates of hell have not prevailed against the Church of Jesus Christ. Good news that, that,
1: that is good news. You know it reminds me of uh, there's an old uh, very very frequently quoted line from Mark Twain, uh, Sam Clements, when he was an old man. Uh, word got out mistakenly. Uh, word got out that he had died, and uh, some newspaper, went ahead and printed his obituary and he was still quite alive and he made a, a public statement the next day and he said in typical uh tongue-in-cheek humorous fashion he said rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated <laughs> yeah exactly. and you know what uh all my life I'm i'm 63 years old right now so Yeah. And and Jonathan and I have the the collective wisdom here in this room. Um, uh, Our our youngster, our our younger brother, uh, uh, right. 25 years between us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But anyway, um, all my life, I've heard uh, rumors of the death of the church that oh, the church is just about to fold up the tent and secularism is going to win. And, uh, you know what brothers and sisters don't believe it. Uh, As somebody once said, the church is an anvil that has worn out many hammers Mm -hmm. over the centuries. Jesus made us a promise that he will build his church. He builds it, not us. He will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And so you're absolutely right to make this our our final news item. The biggest news of the past year uh, is that uh, the Church of Jesus Christ goes on uh, it, uh, by, by the power of of Jesus himself and, and through his grace and power and the power of the Holy spirit, the church endures and, and will continue to do so. We have challenges. Let's not sugarcoat, sugarcoat that. Uh, we have tremendous challenges out in front of us. Um, but the church endures.
0: Amen. Yeah. Bombs and bullets can't destroy it. Uh, Tanks, machine guns can't destroy it. Uh, Communist governments can't destroy it. Politicians can't destroy it. Um, Drugs and alcohol and anything that we see in the headlines today, um, the church prevails.
1: Back in 1917, uh, I don't know if it was exactly in that year, but early in the Russian Revolution, the Communist Revolution in Russia, the beginning of the Soviet Union, uh, Vladimir Lenin uh, said... When the last grandmother dies, Christianity will die with her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you can go to Red Square today and you can see the corpse of nikolai lenin mm-hmm. he's dead mm-hmm. the church goes on i love right? I
0: love although the, the story about the atheist philosopher French philosopher Voltaire right yeah, <laughs> who said that within a hundred years, Christianity will be destroyed. And then uh, God has such a great sense of humor, right? His house, after Voltaire died, his house was used as a uh, printing press for printing oh, up oh, Bibles. Oh, a warehouse yes. to, <laughs> to
1: print Bibles.
2: Uh, you know, and I think that one of the things that we need to recognize is, you know, when we talk about the gates of hell, that's... Gates are a defensive yes, posture. Yes. You know, I mean, the offense is to believers... Uh, C.T. Stud years ago said, you know, someone to the safety of church and Chapel Bell, I want to run a rescue skip within a yard of hell. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the point is, is the advance of the gospel is going into all the hells of this world and delivering people from that kingdom of darkness into and translating them into the kingdom of God's dear son. And, and th- this is the... the we need to recognize the church is advancing, you know, while at the same time, the world is becoming more, um, you know, we're, we're finding, uh, the, uh, Christian witness persecuted throughout the world. It is still advancing the gospel, bringing people into that kingdom of God. Amen. And, uh, and that's
0: the great story. Amen. Well, let's walk through this text quickly. Um, so the beginning of the text, Jesus asked the question that all mankind must personally answer for themselves. So Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, who do people say that the son of man is? And that's the most important. Just, I'm going to talk to our listeners right now. That's the most important question that you are ever faced with. Yeah. Who do people say that the son of man is? Yeah.
1: And, and many people know this now, but uh, if they've ever seen a Ray Vanderland video, but, uh, and maybe <clears throat> if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I'll, I'll, in, in his video teaching about this text, when Jesus took his disciples to Caesarea Philippi, he's deliberately taking them to the border of Israel. It's the border between Israel and the pagan world. And Caesarea Philippi had for centuries been a center of pagan worship, Mm-hmm. And it's named Caesarea, Caesarea, Caesar, because at the time of Jesus, there's a temple there for the worship of Caesar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's also a temple uh, for uh, the Greek god Pan. Uh, and if you, uh, well, if you ever want to read uh, about Pan and the nymphs, uh, the, the Greek Greek myth about Pan and the nymphs, uh, just beware, it's not for the Sunday school children. Uh, <laughs> it's the, it's the, the worship of sex and unbridled sexuality. Um, so when Jesus takes his, and, and also of Philippi in previous centuries had been a center of Baal worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baal was the, the, the great idol, uh, the uh, false god that tempted Israel uh in the uh, eighth and ninth, ninth, eighth, seventh century BC, Jesus deliberately took his disciples to pl- this center of false worship and said, "Who do you say that I am? Mm. Uh, it's either Jesus or the the false idols of the world. and, we, and Jesus forces a choice. Mm. on his on his and it's interesting that he waited until they had had some significant exposure to him before he took them and asked this question and it's wonderful that he doesn't just bleh, dump it out to them he asks them the question he's such a good catechizing teacher yes he draws it out yes um and uh uh, this has been pointed out in many, many sermons, many times, but he begins by saying, who do people say that I am? What's the scuttlebutt out there? Well, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're one of the prophets. And then the zinger, who do you say that I am? Yeah. And every person who's ever been drawn to Jesus is asked that same question. Who do you say that he is? And when you profess along with Peter, that he is the Christ, you're saying, Jesus you're the one, you're it. You are the fullness of God revealed in this world. You are God in the flesh. You are God with us. You are truly God. You're truly man.
0: You're the son of God. You're God himself. You're not a junior God. You're not a junior God. the fullness God. of God yes. in the flesh.
1: You're not just a teacher of God. You're not just a prophet of God. Right. You, you are the Christ, and the, and the word Christ
2: is anointed. It's the word from Messiah in the Old Testament. It's the recognition that he would be the ultimate prophet, priest, and king. Those were the anointed offices of the Old Testament. So the confession of Jesus as the Messiah or as the Christ recognizes that Jesus is the prophet who reveals God's will to us. He's the priest who sacrifices himself to atone for our sins. He's the king who is the Lord over creation and the Lord of our lives. And Amen. so that was the recognition that was taking place in that testimony, that confession of Peter. He recognized that this is who uh, Jesus
0: was. Okay, so we, we have about two minutes left. Jonathan, what did he mean when he said, upon this rock will I build my church? He, he means the test,
2: that very testimony that Jesus is that Christ, that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the, is the Messiah that was to come to deliver his people from their sins. He's the, he's the answer to the promise, the first promise of the Bible that uh, the, the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head. He's the answer to all the prophecies that uh, concerned him throughout the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the testimony. That's what, you know, that's what the church is built on. Who is Jesus and what will you do with Jesus? As an old song said, what will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? And that, and that's the testimony here that is being promoted through the world. You have to do something with Jesus.
1: Yeah. And of course, this is the text that our, our Roman Catholic uh, neighbors uh, use very often that Peter was the first Pope. Well, if if indeed peter was the first pope with his very next with peter's very next breath the doctrine of papal infallibility goes out the window because mm-hmm. jesus starts to teach about the cross and peter says this must never happen to you yeah and jesus says to him he doesn't say well let's talk about this pope <laughs> he says get behind me satan yeah uh you're speaking in a human way not in god's way yeah um, so it's it, Peter immediately shows himself fallible yeah. and very human. Yeah. He goes from this bold affirmation and he was right. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Wow. And now we just want to pat Peter on the back. But immediately we say, it's not about Peter. It's about Jesus. Amen. Because Peter is fallible and, and, and he doesn't get it about the cross. Yeah. This is 100% about Jesus, about who he is. And it's on this confession that peter makes this after this bold affirmation that's the rock on which the church is built that you are the christ the son of the living god the identity of
2: jesus christ is the rock. and and
0: dear believer know that this is going to be the best story in 2020 as well that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that's right the gates of hell cannot defeat the gospel it doesn't matter what bad news that you'll be hit with this year if your loved one gets cancer if your spouse dies if your children gets in a, a child gets in a horrible accident, if if your spouse cheats on you, if you lose all of your money, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. You cannot fail if you're in Christ's hands. We'll talk to you next time.